Hi, I'm Brian Johnson, publisher of Mass Device, and this is Device Talks. I'm here today with Rick Thompson, the CEO of Reshape Medical. Reshape just received FDA approval for a dual balloon system to treat obesity called the Duo. Rick, before we go into the Duo and this terrific win with the FDA, I wanted to kind of take a step back, if we could, and just talk about obesity. First, uh, as a global epidemic, and then as a personal epidemic. In other words, what is obesity doing to us as a society, and what does it do to the person who's suffering from it? Well, as you know, uh, obesity is a worldwide epidemic, uh, but nowhere is it more apparent uh, than in the United States, where uh, approximately 30% of uh, the adult population is now obese, not just overweight, but obese. And uh, obesity uh, generally brings uh, a plethora of health problems that, uh, uh, that are not only uh, expensive for our society, but uh, quite difficult to deal with as individuals. And these range from uh, diabetes to heart disease to high blood pressure and, uh, and, and many others, including joint pain and back issues and uh, and, and generally a, uh, a less comfortable, uh, harder lifestyle than, uh, than people who are not obese. So it's a, it's a very uh, serious problem, and it's, uh, uh, it's not just a cosmetic issue. It's a very serious health issue for our country. It, it, it still seems to carry a stigma to it, right? I mean, um, but what, what has surprised you? about this condition in talking to patients suffering from it? I mean, is there something that you learned that you didn't know going in before you took this position with Reshape? Well, I've actually been involved in uh, medical devices and in uh, um, diabetes for quite a long time in my career. Uh, and as you're probably aware, uh, diabetes and obesity have a very strong connection. So I've been uh, very involved in the obesity problem uh, for over 30 years now, and the uh, so not a lot of surprises, but the but but it does uh, you know you you can't help but be in this industry and feel uh, great compassion for people who are struggling with weight problems. Uh, this is not something that happens overnight. They, this struggle goes on for a lifetime, and these patients uh, and nobody wants to be obese, and and these patients are looking for solutions, trying to find ways to overcome the problem, uh, trying to do it on, um, uh, on willpower alone and, uh, and generally not getting there. So uh, they're looking for solutions and, and looking for industry to, to provide those. And in terms of providing solutions, I mean, it, it, it seems like there's no shortage of treatment for weight loss. I mean, you have pills, you have diets, surgery, you have hypnosis, it's just like the common thread is that they usually fail. Um, from a business perspective, when you're going into a situation like that where you have a market that has a ton of products that predominantly don't seem to work very well, uh, what kind of opportunity is that for you, do you think, as a, as a business person? Well, I can understand why you might have the impression that there's uh, a lot of options available for patients, but let's, let's really break this down. Across the, the spectrum of obesity, which um, can you know, begin with overweight patients with a BMI above 25 and, and go all the way up to patients who have a BMI of 50 plus, 
the options really break down very simply. Uh, if you have a small amount of weight to lose, uh, there are a lot of diet and exercise programs that you can uh, you can try to use, and and people can be successful losing small amounts of weight uh, using those diet and exercise problems. Lately, uh, recently, there's also been um, a number of uh, of drug approvals for patients, so you can take pills, and now there's some injectables. But these products also really only help you lose a very modest amount of weight. You have to keep using the drugs for uh, forever, for your life, uh, and if you stop, you will regain the weight. That's one end of the spectrum. On the way on the other end of the spectrum is the only other place you can find treatments, and that's if you are uh, morbidly obese, meaning your BMI is really over 40, uh, then you're a good candidate for a surgical solution, and that could be a bypass operation, it could be a sleeve gastrectomy, or it could be uh, a lap band. The really the only device product available for patients is in the morbidly obese category. If you're in between, if you have a BMI between 30 and 40, there's really nothing there for you at all. Uh, you can continue to try to use the weight, the you know the diet and exercise solutions, but they're not going to get you uh, very far at all. And the vast majority of these patients. Uh, uh, live in fear of the idea that someday they might have to have surgery if they aren't able to get their weight under control. So really, the the middle ground, this this very large population with BMI 30 to 40, which is where most obese patients are, they have no options at all. Well, I mean, what what is a BMI of 30 to 40 look like? I mean, if you're like a five foot ten average American male is about five foot ten. I mean, does that put you over 200 pounds? Is it? Uh... Uh, you're a, a BMI of 30 at 5 foot 10 would put you at around 200 pounds, and a BMI of 40 at 5 foot 10 would put you around 275 pounds, somewhere okay, in that well, range. That's a big range. So, yeah, so it's a big range, and and, uh, and and it's you know you're if you're in that range, you not only are uh, leading a, a more difficult lifestyle, but you're suffering from the health uh, disadvantages of obesity. Right, because you're you're probably almost up to 100 pounds overweight at that point. Is that well, it's any yeah, it's anything from you know thirty five up to maybe one hundred and fifty pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. And and I would imagine once you're in that sort of thirty five to hundred pounds overweight, you've probably tried a lot of things already, and um, this is probably years of sort of accumulated um, weight gain caused by you know a whole host of things. So maybe, I mean, in, in terms of where these patients are. In the, in the spectrum of fighting the condition, where do you usually guys pick them up? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Yes, this is not something that, that uh, people are generally born with, uh, although we're seeing, uh, you know, real terrible problems with juvenile obesity at this point. But most patients have been uh, getting heavier throughout their adult life and uh, have tried all of the solutions. Uh, the, the market research that we've done indicates that, that most of these patients have uh, not only have been uh, trying solutions, but they're they're actively looking for new solutions all the time uh, right now. They're on the internet, they're searching uh, on a very regular basis, trying to find something uh, to help them with their problem. Hmm. So let's move into the Duo system and tell us what makes this system different. Uh, for the first time, Americans will now have uh, a non-surgical device that can help them lose a substantial amount of weight and using the uh, support program that we put with the product 
can learn a new relationship with food, new eating habits, new styles that can help them um, uh, continue with to maintain their weight and even continue to lose weight uh, once the, uh, uh, the device has been removed from their stomach. So it's a very new kind of treatment for Americans, although um, there have been versions of products like ours available outside the U.S., we're bringing a, uh, an advanced design, let's call it a next generation design, uh, into the United States market first, and uh, I think we're going to be able to help a lot of people that have been struggling. And and the the, the product itself, it's a dual balloon system that's uh, put into the stomach laparoscopically and then inflated, and then what does it do in there? Tell us a little bit about phys- physically, how does the patient react? Um, what is it? What is it? How do they feel? What does it feel for them? And, and how does it help them stop uh, gaining weight? Yeah, so the, the uh, dual balloon system um, is inserted endoscopically, meaning it is inserted through your mouth while you're under conscious sedation uh, in, a, in an outpatient procedure. And once the balloons have been um, properly positioned in the stomach, they're inflated with a saline, a saltwater solution so that um, they literally just take up space in the stomach. They, uh, it's not attached to the stomach in any way. There's no surgical procedure of any kind. There's no suturing. Uh, the balloons will just rest comfortably uh, in the stomach, uh, taking up space so that when you eat, you'll feel full after eating a small meal. And it's the combination of this device that gives you this fullness feeling uh, with a small meal and the uh, diet and exercise counseling that we provide and the behavior modification program we provide that helps patients uh, understand that eating small portions uh, is the right way to go uh, long-term. And what we see is at a year, uh, we've got patients still losing weight even though the balloon is taken out at six months. So it's a, a whole new way of uh, approaching the problem. A lot of patients think of this as a uh, a step up or, or a helping hand to get going on the weight loss program that they always knew they could do, but they could never quite get it moving on their own. I'd like to drill down into this feeling full um, uh, feeling here. Uh, I mean, because when you're obese, that means that you eat beyond when you need to eat. So, I mean, do they, do the patients suffering from this kind of obesity need to sort of be taught what it's like to be full? That's a really good uh, point. There, there are uh, difficulties in, with patients recognizing the fullness feeling early enough uh, in, and to, that help them stop eating early enough. But, you know, there's a lot of ways to become obese. You can become obese by eating too much. You can come, become obese by eating the wrong things. You can eat too frequently. Uh, so there's a whole uh, behavior and habit problem that needs to be modified, but it starts by making you feel full uh, with only a small meal, and and that signal that that uh, that the patient receives can be used to help with the behavior modification. Right. So they recognize this is what it, I need to actually eat to satisfy me, not, and I don't need to eat more. So they start to understand portion. Uh, modification and so it, it's sort of a feedback loop though right I mean you're, you're creating here it's uh... exactly you think of it as a training tool uh, that you can use it, it will by itself it will cause you to lose weight but if you want to maximize the effort 
you also have to take advantage of the uh, of the counseling and behavior modification program. Um, and of course, once the balloon does come out after six months, it's also removed endoscopically in a, in a the reverse of the placement procedure. Uh, and from that point forward, we continue with the diet and exercise counseling program for another six months because we really want to drive these lessons home. Now that the balloon's not there, you still need to eat small meals. So, uh, so we supplement this with, um, with a uh, patient portal that uh, will be available as a unique experience for every patient where they can set goals, uh, they can track their progress against their goals, and these goals can be anything from I want to lose 40 pounds to I want to be able to play with my grandchildren more. And we've got mechanisms on the portal where they can track their progress. We have uh, you know, recipes and exercise programs. We'll have uh, brand new blogs going up all the time on that. We have a social network that's built into that. So patients going through this process can share their experiences and feelings and issues and needs with people that are in a similar situation. And to keep them interested, we're going to have contests and, uh, and, and giveaways that will uh, keep them coming back and keep them uh, focused on their weight loss program. Right, because I would imagine that, I mean, this is in many respects a chronic disease. They're going to need to continue to treat this for the rest of their life. That's exactly right. And, and um, you know, we would not try to say that our product is a cure for obesity. It's a method to help you get control over the problem uh, so that you can take care of it on your own. And and how much of the other parts of the program fall under the reshape medical sort of proprietary product offering? Obviously, the balloon system is is yours, and you have IP around it. Uh, are they enrolled, and they're seeing a, a a physician or nutritionist or something like that? There, those folks are independent, correct? And then, but the rest of the stuff, the uh, the patient portals, the social networks, is that that's all under your, uh, under Reshape's branding and proprietary solutions? That's correct. So when a patient um, decides that they're interested in something like this, they'll, they'll find us on the internet or through advertising that we're doing or public relations. They'll come to our website where they can learn about the procedure, but we will then direct them to a qualified and trained uh, physician who has uh, our our product uh, and is able to do the procedure for them, they will then go to that uh, site. They'll get the procedure there, and the diet and exercise counseling will be performed by the the healthcare providers at that office. They're trained by us, and we monitor their uh, activities there on a regular basis as well. But that's also when they'll be signed up on the patient portal. Uh, they get a, uh, a starter kit that has all the information they need to, to help them through the year-long journey. Uh, they get signed up on the portal, uh, and that's they get help to do that. Uh, they also get a, uh, a, a Wi-Fi-enabled scale and Fitbit uh, so that when they go home, they can hook it up to their, uh, their Wi-Fi network, and it will automatically upload to their, their uh, personal portal, and all of this tracking information can be done automatically. And in terms of, uh, you know, the question with always these products uh, in any part of the medical world is sort of patient compliance, patient adherence. How, how are you seeing patient compliance, patient adherence post-procedure? Yeah, so that's a, that's a really big issue. And uh, we've got some experience in Europe with this. And 
one of the things that is very uh, interesting is that this is going to be a self-pay procedure in the United States. In other words, we aren't expecting uh, any insurance reimbursement in the near term. So patients will be making a decision to put money down, uh, that this, they're going to invest in themselves here. And we find that that makes a big difference on patient compliance and adherence. Uh, it's much easier to keep patients who have a stake in the game motivated. And, uh, and they, these are the patients who tend to do uh, much better long term uh, with the program. But our whole approach is to, at the end of the day, have satisfied patients uh, that coming off this program after 12 months. So the design of the portal is also an engagement mechanism to keep them motivated, keep them interested and focused on, on eating the right ways and exercising. And uh, uh, we're going to continue to work on improving that so that uh, patients are going to have a, a good satisfactory uh, uh, outcome. So it's a cash pay procedure, so patients aren't using insurance. So, I mean, I remember a few years ago talking to uh, David Pyatt at Allergan when they were having trouble with the lap band, and he said one of the problems was was insurance churn on weight loss surgery. It was very expensive, and insurance companies typically didn't want to pay the benefit, pay uh, the cost for a patient whose benefit would be farther out. Um, did any of that factor into... Uh, the decision making to go all cash pay or, or, or did it come, come down to that compliance question we, we just discussed? Well, I think from a, a simple business matter, the, uh, the reimbursement issue is something that takes a while to get settled. So once you have FDA approval, it's, it's still some time before you can really address the reimbursement problem. So we've decided that uh, for the time being, uh, this market really does need to be self-pay and, in fact, have researched this and, and there are many, many patients that are willing and able to, to pay for the procedure. However, we've also provided uh, uh, financing mechanisms, so uh, we're, our product and procedure is already pre-qualified uh, through care credit for, uh, for financing alternatives for patients. Uh, patients can also use their, their pre-tax uh, health care dollars uh, to pay for this. So there are ways to, um, uh, when needed, to, to, to bring that price down for, uh, for patients who are interested. Mm -hmm. And what, what is the cost of, of the, the sort of procedure, the full program? So as you know, we were just approved uh, by FDA last week, so we, no procedures have been done in the U.S. yet. Right. Um, and the pricing for the procedure will actually be determined by the practice that's providing it to the patient. So Reshape doesn't really have a say in what that price will be. Uh, but my, my best estimate uh, is that it will vary around the country somewhat, but will run somewhere between $6,000 and $8,000 for the full 12-month program and all of the other benefits uh, that I've mentioned. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that, that's, I mean, that's, it's a significant investment, but not something that the average person can't do. But it also is enough to keep them motivated to continue to do it. That's exactly right, and and these are these patients are I think are going to be highly motivated patients. So FDA approval, you guys filed for PMA approval last summer, right? I mean that's and you you, you received approval this summer. Is that that seems like it's really quick? Well, it was about 13 months, and uh, typically in the medical device field, when you're doing this kind of a product that hasn't been done before, you think in terms of a year. So it's, um, it's about on track. Uh, 
it's a you know it's a mercurial process that's a little hard for people that are not at the FDA to understand, but it uh, uh, it, it takes a lot of back and forth with FDA and and eventually uh, it comes through. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't quick to you guys um, <laughs> by any stretch, um, but you did have some, I, I would say, uh, some very favorable uh, things with the FDA that went your way. You were able to avoid a panel meeting, which can be a, a significant holdup. Um, I know you said all along that the FDA has been really cooperative uh, with with your people and that you had a very good experience with them. Any Any sort of tips for other peak, other companies that are going through the process, how they can have a, a good relationship with, with the FDA? Well, you know, the FDA is a very large organization. There's different groups, and they're not all the same. But the gastroenterology and urology group that oversees this area of medical devices is a very open group. And I think anybody that is going to be working with them is well advised to Stay close to them. Uh, talk to them frequently. Share your issues with them, uh, and have dialogue with them because they, uh, they, you know, their their job is to make sure products that are approved are safe and effective. But they want products to be on the market because they want patients to be helped, and uh, we found that to be the case. And uh, I, I think people need to recognize that and take advantage of that. So you have your FDA approval. What comes next? I mean, you're fully, if you're cash pay procedure, you're basically right now commercializing. So when, when, when do we anticipate the, your full sales efforts are on the ground underway and patients start using the procedure in the U.S.? So Reshape Medical is a, a venture capital-backed uh, startup, and so we're a, a small company at this point, but we do have full manufacturing capability and we have product on the shelf right now, uh, nearly ready to ship. So uh, we're out in the field now setting up uh, the very first accounts and expect to have product uh, out in the field probably in early September. Uh, First patients will probably be sometime in September. But our philosophy toward this is that we need to go out in in a modest way initially and make sure that our programs are being properly implemented so that patients are getting the benefit of the device and the counseling program uh, and that we are getting to patient satisfaction before we go very broad um, uh, to, to, you know, hundreds of outlets around the country. So uh, for the next few months, we're going to be monitoring things very, very carefully, um, getting ready for a bigger push, but it'll probably be next year before we really um, see a big expansion for the company. And you are a venture capital-backed company. Uh, I think you raised total $47 million in the course of the company's lifespan. So that's pretty good when you consider the total amount expended to get to you know this commercialization point. Um, how, how did you how did you run the company in, in such a lean manner? Well, first of all, we that's that's what you do is <laughs> when you've got uh, limited resources, you stay very focused. Uh, you, you work on the things that you must do to, uh, to keep yourself going forward and to get ready for commercialization. We've done a fantastic job of putting all of our programs together. Uh, our marketing team and sales team uh, has worked very closely with operations and regulatory and clinical to come up with the right programs and the right packages so that when we launch and, and do first patients next, next month, they're going to get the full program. 
Um, but we're not uh, fully funded to go all the way yet, and uh, we'll be uh, probably be talking more about that in the coming weeks. Right. Uh, I, I should I should also mention you are on, already on the market in Europe, right? So there are sales coming in to to reshape, correct? That's cor- that that is correct. But right now, our approach in Europe has been. Um, uh, really minimalist. Uh, as I mentioned, we, when you are a small startup company, you have to focus your efforts. So we focused on getting the product ready and approved and, and commercializable in the U.S. And the European market for us has been almost a laboratory for learning how to uh, make this whole experience for patients work well. So we really only have uh, a very limited experience in Europe, one uh, outlet in the U.K. and one in Spain, uh, where we've been able to generate a lot of uh, data and information about how this product works in a commercial uh, sense. And I would guess that the U.S. would be the primary biggest market for you, but obviously it's a global epidemic. Where else do you see a lot of opportunity uh, for this procedure? Um, so, so far, there have, you know, there have been other uh, older-style balloons around uh, for the last 15 years that have uh, been in Europe, uh, so Europe is definitely a market where we will go. South America, particularly Brazil, has a, uh, a, a good healthy uh, balloon market. Uh, Mexico does. The Middle East is probably one of the biggest opportunities out there because not only are, is obesity an explosive problem, but the, the amount of wealth that's available there to that where people can afford this is also uh, very high. But, you know, surprisingly, even China and India uh, have very big obesity problems and, and have literally millions of people who are now obese, and uh, uh, will also, that will also be a, a good market for us eventually. So you're a small company today, but I imagine, you know, you feel, and given the demographics of the population you're treating that this is a tremendous opportunity how do you become a billion the next billion dollar multi-billion dollar company yeah well <laughs> i think one step at a time actually for us we you know our approach right now is i said is to to uh, go out in a modest way and and earn our way uh, toward uh, the next big step of expansion uh, we can see on the horizon that this could be a billion dollar company um, but we'll, we'll earn that process we'll earn our way through that process uh it's not going to be granted to us, and we'll do it step by step. Well, excellent, and I, and I wish you a lot of luck along the way. We're, we're very interested in continuing to follow this story. Um, you know, you always have to ask in this line of work, was there something I didn't ask that you wanted to add? Well, um, I, I just think that the, the, this is a, a great time for our company. I, I, uh, I think the only thing I'm going to add is I – I'm really grateful for uh, the employees that we have here and, and the leadership team that we have and, uh, and the dedication that they've got to making this not only a successful company but a successful product uh, that's going to um, uh, provide good outcomes for patients. Oh, great. Rick Thompson, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Bye-bye.